It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The Helena World presents Speaking of Sports. Join us for all the talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks, as well as high school and national sports. It's all sports, all the time. It's Speaking of Sports. And welcome back to another edition of the Helena World's Speaking of Sports. I'm your host, Rick Kennedy. Glad to be here. Also glad to have on the other end of the line from Fayetteville, the captain, Otis Kirk. Um, so good to be back and uh, be alive and functioning uh, for those who listen to the show or even even casual uh, listeners. Um, I had been out uh, pretty much most of June um, I had a heart episode and um, was in the hospital for uh, close to two weeks. Um, but uh, of course, the miracle of modern medicine, I am I am back and functioning. And um, we've got a show to do, so the show must go on. Um, so anyway, uh, happy to be here, happy to be talking about sports again, uh, happy to be visiting with Otis Kirk, my friend on the other side there. Um, Otis... Um, it's not too often that our state columnist, who writes a statewide syndicated column throughout the state of Arkansas, his name is Steve Bronner. He doesn't dip into college sports too much, but he did this week, his column, uh, it was concerning the NIL. And what he says here is that Hunter Yurchek, and I know you know who he is, <laughs> uh, apparently yeah. led a brigade of athletic directors to Washington, D.C. for congressional action on the NIL. Uh, Apparently, there's no uniform rules to it. And I think I think you and I have had elements of this conversation before. You know, we've called it the Wild West. Um, Yeah. But they're wanting your check and some of these other athletic directors are wanting something done now. Now, now. Quite frankly, I don't know what you do about it, um, but they're wanting some kind of regulation. Um, but interesting enough, in 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 uh, Mr. Bronner's article, and, and Bronner writes out of Little Rock, um, and again, he's more of a state political columnist. So I guess I guess this is how this entered his realm. He mentioned some evaluations of certain athletes who can apparently earn big money. Um, he mentions the son of LeBron James. And I know you know who he is. Yeah, Bronny. And mm-hmm. uh, 
Bronny James, he says has an estimated value of $6.8 million as earning potential in NIL deals. And I presume by that, it means sneakers, athletic apparel, who knows what else. Uh, I, and I guess because he's in the Los Angeles market too, um, that certainly has a, a something to do with his earning potential. Now, the number two athlete, and you already know who this is. Um, she is a famous LSU gymnast who we've talked about numerous times. Mm -hmm. uh, she is, her earning potential or her earnings last year uh, that's listed in the Sprano column was $3.4 million off NIL deals. Um, I'm not entirely sure exactly what she's into. I, I, and I say that, I know she has, you know, a gajillion Twitter followers and Instagram followers. And, and I presume, I guess, there's some income once you break a certain threshold. But I, I believe she's into um, fashion or merchandising now, too. But $3.4 million. Um, the next on Bronner's list here is um, Arch Manning. And says he... Uh, he is going to have a valuation of $3 million, so he's right behind her, I guess, in this scenario. Um, the other thing that you may find interesting, and maybe uh, you have better information on, Bronner cites that the highest valued Razorback is Rocket Sanders, and his potential earning value is $700,000. <laughs> Now, I, I don't know what $700,000 is in Fayetteville. Is it, is it a car dealership? Is it, is it pizza? <laughs> is it, uh, you know, how does he get that kind of money? Um, and, and it's a little bit surprising, too, because he's not a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, Rick, I don't know much about that. And I'm trying to stay out of that as much as possible because I just – you don't mean honestly i i there's no rhyme and reason for some of it i mean you've got you're listing off people Bronny james who hasn't ever played a college game you've got uh uh arch manning who who is not even the best quarterback at texas i mean this stuff makes no sense to me i've just tried to not even rationalize i mean it's just it, it's you know and 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 you're going to tell me, and, and if it's to help athletes who needed help, I mean, we really think, and I love LeBron James and the Lakers, but would anybody really think Bronny James or Arch Manning are probably are athletes that need money the most? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, let's be real about this. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think it's all, I think it's so out of whack. I haven't even tried to study it. I, I don't know uh, the actual deal with uh I know that uh, it was interesting. A recruit told me Sunday that Arkansas talked to him about recruiting and football and didn't try to sell NIL as a 
product and that and he liked that this was a highly recruited kid recruited by all bunch of sec schools and he told me sunday that arkansas did not try to sell the nil stuff and he appreciated that they sold the air the getting him to development to the next level and all this stuff so not every kid is looking at that it's just it's it's a weird fact i i don't even know how you come up with this stuff i mean i know they did and i'm not disputing their numbers i I knew that Bronnie James and Archman and the girl at LSU and all them were really high deal. Um, I I had heard a rumor that KJ was getting seven hundred fifty thousand. So I don't even. I don't. You said? Did you say seven hundred thousand for Rocket? Ah, uh, correct. There was a rumor floating around Fayetteville that that uh, here's the rumor that was floating around, and I never did confirm it. Uh, uh, KJ was getting seven hundred fifty thousand, and Catalan would have gotten two hundred fifty thousand had he returned, but he chose to go to Texas. So th- that was the rumor that was going around. I don't, I just don't know. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I that, but that seven hundred for uh, Rocket would fit into that uh, timeline kind of or the general general area where I'd heard about. KJ as well, so, but I don't know if there was any truth to that at all or not, Rick. Well, it, it's interesting that Yurichek, and by the way, he was not alone. He actually went with a group of SEC athletic yeah. directors. Well, ironically, I knew he was going to that. I knew he was going to do that, and uh, I knew he was going to do that. And I don't know, honestly. I don't know, and I made the comment. He was Urichek came into the baseball room when Arkansas lost to uh, uh, TCU in the finals of the regional here, and Urichek came and stuck his head in the room, and was talking, and just didn't answer questions. He wasn't interviewing or anything, but uh, uh, the comment was made then he was going to DC to talk to Congress. My comment was they can't even fix once they were voted in to fix. How are they going to fix NIL? I don't know. I mean, is that really the answer to get Congress involved? I mean, you know me. I'm cynical to politicians, so I don't know if they're going to fix anything, Rick, to be honest with you. I, I'm skeptical of that as well as I am the whole thing. I This whole NIL thing, I – it just they put it in place and it sounds good and and I'm not anti kids making money I'm not anti that at all but I am there you can't put in anything like that without having rules in place and guidelines and rules and 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 they've got to be in black and white I mean they've got to be numbers otherwise it's just it's gotten out of hand I mean people are giving kids a millions of dollars is not even in a college yet so i i don't i don't understand it i, I don't know how you i if i'm a coach and, and and let's say these guys are getting this from the school i in fact i've asked a college coach this how well, do you look your returning players in the face if you're giving some freshman a million dollars how do you look the returning player who's he's not going to beat out how do you look that guy in the face and coach him well i think i think one thing though i think the the money of the NIL does not come from from the schools themselves, or or at least that's what Bronner says in this particular well, piece. Um, you know, he says it's all outside deals, whether it's boosters or again, but it's, he cites car dealerships. 
Uh, well, it is. It, that's right. But it's still, it's. You can't tell me that Texas doesn't know who's giving Ar- Arch Manning oh, this oh, or oh, that. Oh, 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 I'm sure and, they know. And, and, and I'm that's sure what I'm aware. saying. That's what yeah. I mean. I don't mean the school's sitting there and writing a check out for a million dollars to a to a player. I don't mean that. I didn't mean to sound like that. But I just know that I just know how these coaches are control freaks, and they know everything that goes on in their program. And even though it's not directly directly coming from them, they know where it's coming from, and they've still got. I still think they've got some control over that, Rick. If they can just say, "Hey, no, this is," you know, I, I just, I mean, these boosters are doing it to boost the school, and and I'm sure, I I just I find it hard to believe the coaches don't have some kind of some kind of, and it would vary from school to school, from coach to coach. You, I know one thing at Alabama, I guarantee you, Saban knows every dime that goes to every player. And then if he didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't happen. I, I know Saban. He, I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, I know what a control freak he is. Kirby Smart's not much better than him, and Sam's pretty much there as well. Those guys are – they know everything that's going on in their program, and, and I don't – yeah, I, yeah, it's not coming from them, but I, I do think in, in a roundabout way that they do have some control over that, Rick. I really believe that. Now, I, I, I may be wrong. But I'll firmly believe that forever. Well, you, you know, Saban, at least in the national media, has been kind of speaking about the NIL a lot. I kind of get the impression he doesn't particularly like it. Um, right. And, of course, he's accused the Texas schools of, of basically <laughs> bidding wars. Um so, so that almost that almost gives me this idea that Saban maybe doesn't have as much control over it as anyone else might. Well, I think one thing, I think, now, maybe, uh, let me put it this way, maybe some of the schools that we're buying players now are finding out when the other schools are buying them and it's legal, they can't buy them illegally and so they don't get all the good players themselves. Maybe that's why some of these coaches are mad. Well, that, and that, I'll leave and it that, at that. And that could be true. That could be absolutely true. I'll leave true. it at that. I, that's I will, all I'm going to say about I, that. I, I will absolutely buy that. Uh, uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's, it's kind of interesting that now uh, Bronner, uh, incidentally, and his name is Steve Bronner, by the way, if you're interested in looking him up. Uh, like I said, he's been an outstanding Arkansas political writer for many, many years, and, and I've known him for a while uh, personally. Um, but uh, he, he expresses, it's interesting in one of his... Uh, sentences here he says the ncaa has shown it can do nothing about this <laughs> so, yeah well so, he's right about that so. they have, but the ncaa doesn't even control the rules they've got i mean why would you expect them to control that because they don't even they can't properly enforce the rules they've got in place i mean they they punish people different levels uh, different schools for different the same thing get different different penalties. I mean, the NCAA has been a joke for a long time. Oh I yeah, mean, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess yeah, I found that. Uh, long time. I guess I found that comment amusing just to see that in writing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and just kind of shows basically how weak they are. Uh, now yeah. he says that if if college sports is treated like professional sports, which it it seems to be more and more where that's going. He says, well, there should be rules because the professional teams have rules. You know, professional teams have salary caps. They have guidelines yeah. for paying their yeah. players and for payrolls and 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 so forth. Um, 
Uh, you know, you saw the Atlanta Hawks today give away one of their better players, John Collins, who they've had many chances to trade, but now because of the new salary cap put in by the NBA, which is going to look more like the NFL now, they traded him for Rudy Gay, an old player from Utah who's been past his prime for a few years, and they traded John Collins for him. So, I mean, this is what they're doing to get off. You saw, Chris, you saw uh, the Golden State Warriors trade Poole for uh, Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, and they traded draft picks. I mean, this is for a 38-year-old Chris Paul, so the Golden State Warriors could pay him $30 million for a season, and they gave up because Poole and Collins are, are younger, but and they're obviously better, but they're on big salaries, and with this new salary cap, they 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 had to get under the tax deal. They just had to do it, and that's what you're going to see more of. That's why I, I put on... Facebook or Twitter, a month, two months, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, that you're going to see some of these players for Atlanta Hawks. For one of them, I knew that was coming because they were over the second tax apron. And there's no way under God's green earth that Atlanta Hawks are going to pay uh, that the over the second apron in the NBA. And and they were, I didn't know who they were going to get rid of, but they, I knew they were going to get rid. They were basically going to give somebody away, and they're probably going to give another player away to boot. I mean, they're just they they were over with their players already. Without signing any new player, they were over the second apron, and that takes away your draft pick. I mean, there's a lot of stiff penalties now for being over that, which is 179.5 million for anybody that doesn't know that second apron. That's the team salary cap of 179.5 million and there was no way the hawks were going to pay that and people thought i was crazy and i put on their desk this is exactly what i was talking about people i mean you know you don't trade john collins for rudy gay on a, in a, a normal world you see the nfl teams have been cutting good and i don't like this i don't like that i don't like trading players for get under the salary cap i don't like that i don't that's one thing that's turned me against the nfl to a degree but it's there. It's a rule. And so teams are going to take it, are going to adhere to that. I mean, you're not going to see the Golden State Warriors going crazy with six and seven year contracts now. You're just not going to do it. Let's see. It also quotes your check as saying high school athletes are making their college decisions based on where they'll get the biggest paycheck. Some are and some aren't. As I give you an example of a good, and if he was telling me the truth, yes, this kid said that you know he 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 appreciated Arkansas not bringing up the NIL, not trying to sell the NIL as being their selling point. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of kids are. That's why there's so many kids in the transfer portal too. I mean, it's not there's no secret. Some of these kids are getting offered money to leave, not just Arkansas but other schools too. Rick, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah that's It'd be naive and dumb to think they're not, and 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 then a lot of them are doing that. Not every kid, but a lot of them are, Rick. And it's unfortunate. And it's just well, it's you, just, you know, before we before we went on hiatus, and again, that was my health induced hiatus. You know, there were reports that the North Carolina quarterback, who who is a young man who's highly May, regarded, yeah. uh, allegedly, there was. Other schools trying to woo him away from North Carolina, and yeah. there was word, and I think I think I read this in Sports Illustrated that allegedly he was offered a million more if he went to go play for this other school than than he was making <laughs> a million more yeah. uh, than he was making at North Carolina, but he decided to stay at North Carolina because he was just loyal to the Tar Heels. Yeah. But uh, um, well. 
that was involving a little bit with Arkansas because they got the backup quarterback there, Jacoby Criswell, the backup quarterback transferred to Arkansas, originally from Moralton. And I had interest in that Drake May situation because I thought, well, if he leaves, would Chriswell stay there? And then it ended up Chriswell determined to leave whether Drake May stayed or not. But that's why I had interest in the uh, – well, Drake May is one of the top players. Probably he or the kid at Southern Cal probably will be the number one pick in the draft next year. I mean, that's – he or, uh, yeah, the the quarterback at, o, at Southern Cal probably be the oh, number yeah, one Caleb pick Williams. in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman, or Drake May will probably be the number one pick. Now, there's a season to be played. Maybe one of them gets hurt and or doesn't have the season they think they'll have. But but if everything goes as planned, yeah, probably Williams or May will be the number one pick in the draft. So, but I had interest in that because, like I said, it, it involved in a back in a backdoor way. It involved Arkansas because they were getting the backup quarterback from North Carolina. And my interest was, well, if Drake May were to leave, would Jacoby, would Jacoby stay at North Carolina? As it turned out, he had told me, no, he was leaving anyway. So, And May stayed, so it didn't matter. But Jacoby told me that he was leaving and coming back to play for the Razorbacks either way. Well, it, it certainly is is a new landscape. Uh, I, I think <laughs> we all agree on that, whether we're a political writer or or uh, you and I who, who have, have backgrounds in the sports. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what your check or these athletic directors think they're going to accomplish with the United States yeah. Congress. Now, now your check made another point, or at least in this political article, uh, he says that laws uh, governing NIL are different from state to state. Now, that's a little bit interesting to me because um, how is it different from, let's say, California versus Arkansas? I couldn't yeah. tell you. I don't know that you could tell me, but apparently... No, I don't know that. I didn't even know that. That's interesting. I don't know that I've read that. Uh, I haven't read the column you're talking about. I can tell you that. I do know that. But I I don't know that I had heard the state laws. Maybe I hadn't forgotten it, but uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I was aware that they're different from state to state on that. But honestly, that probably makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know how many laws have been made about NIA. I mean, it's just they put this in place and it came from the fact that the NCAA wouldn't pay the was cowards to do anything. Yeah. They were cowards to do anything and, and didn't do their job. And they, so they went from one extreme to the other and it just got thrown in there. And it's just, I'll tell you what, it's, if yeah. this stuff continues, it's not just the NIL, but the transfer, just all this portal nonstop year round, there's going to be a lot of coaches getting out of college football coaching. I can tell you that, Rick. It's just burned out. I'm burned out on it. I'm so tired. Well, I put on Facebook last night. I'm so tired of football recruiting. Well, I mean, now we got a dead period, but it's not going to change. There's still kids announcing on the 4th of July. Well, last you know, year, I canceled it, plans to go to the natural baseball game with my grandsons because there was a kid committing at 7.30. Well, guess what? He committed at 7.30 dollars, so then he signed with Texas A&M. So I missed a t- chance to go take my grandkids to Arkansas natural baseball, Northwest Arkansas natural baseball game, stay home and work for nothing, basically, 
and he was also the last kid I interviewed right before I tried to die like you did that Friday night uh, <laughs> oh uh, before I went out to a football game. He played here. In, he was from Oklahoma. He played here in Northwest Arkansas at Bentonville West. I went out there, and I was – I felt so bad. I stayed in the sand. I started to leave at halftime. I was, now I told this kid I would come. And so not only did I play, change my plans on the fourth, I went out there not feeling well at all. I had tested negative for COVID at that time or I wouldn't have gone. I wasn't putting anyone in jeopardy. I had, so I, I had tested negative for COVID. Now, uh, the next Tuesday, I think it was, I tested positive. But I was starting to get sick. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. But I, as it turned out, you know what I had. I had a lot more than just COVID. I had a lot more than COVID. I had a gallbladder and and and, and gastrointestinal coli. So I had a lot more than COVID. So I, I felt bad, but I went. But but yeah, it's just it's just there's no controls on it, Rick. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned the coaches because I, in the realm of college basketball. If you look at the coaches that have resigned or left the sport in the last 20 months, it's all, it, it's the top, actually the top five guys, uh, you know, yep. uh, the coach at Duke, Rory Williams, um, uh, well. uh, Huggins left, um, West Virginia, yep. um, and uh, Boheim at, at Syracuse. And well, there will be a lot more leaving, and then they all will be because of like the coach at West Virginia. But it's going to be a lot of them uh, leaving, and it's going to be in these sports because I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, they're they're, they're it burns you out, Rick. Even though they're on vacation right now, the University of Arkansas football coaches they left yesterday for vacation because it's a dead period. But they won't get to vacation with their families. There'll be phone calls. Kids are about trying to decommit, or they'll be wanting to commit, or they'll have to put out fires. That's what one coach, it was not an Arkansas coach, just was another SEC assistant, told me that all we do is put out fires. All we do is put out fires, even when on vacation. We get no time. So that's why they're going to the NFL. That's why coaches are going to the NFL, because you don't have to. You might have to deal with prima donna athletes, but you don't have to recruit. You don't have to be out nights recruiting you don't have to constantly pamper to a high school kid and tell him how great he is you know and it's just it's driving coaches it's going to drive more of them out and a lot of those you named were older coaches it's just yeah like that, well that, and that's true they you are play um, this game. But, they're burned out and they're not gonna play but you're gonna see some younger coaches too are gonna go to the nfl or there's just gonna be some people get out of this sport because i'm just telling you man i talk to these coaches and i'm not talking about just arkansas coaches 
I talked to a lot of coaches at different schools. Well, I ain't going to say a lot of coaches. I talked to coaches at various schools, a few of them. Sure, few, sure, I'm not sure, going to sure. say I talked to a lot because that's, that's a lot. And I don't mean for it to be – but I, I talked to various coaches at different schools that I've built relationships with through the years. And, and Rick, they're burned out on it. I mean, it's just worn, it's wearing them out. And it's, it's – you can't – you can't – this can't be maintained. I don't know what the answer is. I don't have the answers. But I, I know this is not the answer. And if it don't get something done and get some of this, not just NIL, but some of this. Well, I think that's trying to drive them forth behind the portal. All this is started with the NIL. And then the NCAA changing rules to let kids take. Un, they're trying to change it now to where unlimited official visits. What in the world are they thinking? They have uh, kids it, visiting every weekend. If that's, they had five visits. They were allowed five visits. And now they're going to screw with that. What is wrong with these people? Who is making these decisions? These people are clueless. I, absolutely clueless. Oh, I, I, I would agree with that, actually. Uh, I mean, they, but, uh, they, don't, they, they don't know what they're doing, Rick. There's no reason to make it unlimited official visits for kids. You get five now. And if the coach, if you commit to a school and your coach gets fired there, then you can take another visit. That doesn't even count. You can take another visit there. So you really get more than five. You get five, and if the coach doesn't get fired or leave, or leave, it doesn't have to be fired, but he can leave, you get another, you get a free, another visit there. So, I mean, they're, it, it, they've got it covered where you're not, you don't take your five visits and the coach you committed to leaves and you're screwed. You've got You've got an avenue there. They've got that in place. It makes so much sense, and now they're going to go screw with that. It just, I don't know. I, it makes me just wonder who is making these decisions. Have they ever gotten out of an office and really experienced <laughs> this stuff? Because it may sound good on paper, it, but it's it's ignorance, man. I mean, total ignorance. And they're getting ready to drive all the coaches out of this business. It's just You just well, can't do it. That's what? why I tell people, they bitch about what somebody's making over there, Dave Van Horn or Pittman or Musselman. I said, they earn every damn penny they make. I can tell you that. I mean, they earn every penny, and it's a lot, but they earn every penny of it. I'm just telling you, they put up with a lot of headache, and it's there. And you can change that to Ole Miss, Memphis, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. You can change any school. It's the same thing. These coaches are earning every penny they're making right now. And on that note, uh, we have to earn a penny or two ourselves. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and listen to our sponsor, the Smith Insurance Agency. Yes, we're already halfway through our show, but, you know, we have an interesting topic. And, uh, you know, Otis and I just take the ball and run with it, so to say. But let's listen to the Smith Insurance Agency, and we'll be right back with more Speaking of Sports. Smith Insurance, located at 420 Porter Street in downtown Helena, stands ready to assist with all your insurance needs with a diverse selection of options on all insurance lines for your home, business, or farm. Call Smith Insurance at 338-9094 and we will be happy to take care of you. And welcome back. We always appreciate the Smith Insurance Agency for sponsoring the Helena World's uh, group of podcasts, whatever they've been over the years, whether it's the Helena World podcast or the current incarnation, speaking of sports. I'm Rick Kennedy. Glad to be along with you, uh, along with Otis Kirk. We've been talking about the NIL. 
Um, Otis has been maintaining that uh, we could see coaches leave the profession. Um, I, and this is this is totally an off-track question. But when you talked about the coaches leaving, I, I was always curious. Uh, Saban, who, who's been a subject of a number of our, our discussions over the years, um, you know, he went to the Miami Dolphins and he didn't do, some would argue he didn't do very well in the NFL, even right. though he had the resume, he had credentials. Uh, he was, what, a defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns hmm. under Bill Belichick. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's been long considered kind of a Belichick-type clone. Um, so, uh, you know, he's getting fed up with the NIL, but, I mean, I mean, would he go? would he go back to professional football? I don't know, but I don't. But why? Don't why did he? Why would. didn't he do well, though? I, I guess that was the, that's well, always been a mystery to me. Well, I mean, you put him and Lou Holtz and uh, Urban Meyer and a lot of great college coaches have not done well in the NFL, Rick. I mean, there's been a bunch of them, not just those, but this really. There's more Nick Saban's, Lou Holtz's, Urban Meyer's, and those types than there are Pete Carroll's guys who coached in college was pretty good in college and went to the pros and been pretty good there. Oh yeah. Pete, Pete Carroll's, Carroll's done. been more the, exce- yes. yeah, he's been more the exception. Well, Jimmy Johnson, role. I mean, the, Jimmy Johnson did well. There's been, there's, there, but there's been, I mean, there's been coaches like Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll, but, but there's been a lot of busts too. I mean, there's been a lot more than just the three. I know those are the three that popped in my mind sure, real sure. quick. Well, Spurrier, I mean, he didn't really set the world on fire in the pro, Steve Spurrier. I mean, that's true. He didn't. You know, I mean, there's I wonder, been a bunch I, of those guys. I've I always wondered down why and, these guys seem to not do well in in because, um, you know, it's still football. You know, is it that the yeah. college schemes just don't work in the NFL? Is it yeah. is it, you know, these coaches can't deal with the players. Although in the NIL age, you're dealing with, as you say, you know, how do you deal with a player, yeah. you know, who's getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, a gajillion dollars? Um, I think Saban is a really good recruiter, though. It doesn't fit his – you wouldn't think so just by going by his personality. But everything that I hear, I talk to people who go to Alabama, who have been to Alabama for visits, parents and stuff, and maybe they didn't go there. But they all tell me what a good recruiter that Saban is. Um he has a different personality. I mean, when he's with the media, he's a sourpuss. But they tell me that when he's with the recruits, he's really good and stuff. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think some of it may be, part of it may be the teams that they went to. I mean, they maybe they weren't that good. And, and you know, Urban Meyer was only there for a year, and then he was gone. And... Uh, you know, he was a complete failure, but the guy that came in after him got to use Trevor Lawrence and, and different stuff, and they went to the playoffs. So, sure, sure. And, I, and had a playoff you know, victory. They beat the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, and a great comeback, by the way. Um, but so I don't know. Part of it, I think, would be, you know, Saban went to the Dolphins. The Dolphins really haven't been very good, period, in recent years. They've been so-so at times, but – Really, there's not a season recently. I remember, I remember back when they won 
bunch of games in a row. Rick, remember that? I mean, years and years and years ago, they were a really good team. But well, lately, you and the I, Dolphins have struck. I guess yeah. you and I both remember the Don Shula era, you know, where they yeah, won those Super Bowls. Yeah, they had uh, Sanka and Kick and, and those Sanka guys. Kick, I mean, and later they yeah, had Marino. Yeah, they had Marino. So they won a lot of games. They were good, but they really weren't. They haven't been like that even with even after Saban and before Saban, right before him. So I think part of it is is these teams weren't that good that they went to. And then I know Lou Holtz, well, Bobby Petrino, there's another one. I don't know how I left out Bobby. He went to the Atlanta Falcons and left. He didn't make it the full season. And, uh, you know, Lou Holtz, uh, one season with the Jets. I mean, you know, Bobby went to the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, Arkansas has gotten two of those guys, and they've had success here. Uh, Lou Holtz and Bobby Petrino oh, both sure. had success Absolutely. at Arkansas after bombing in the NFL and short bomb. I mean, one year. Bobby didn't even last a full year, but both those guys did really well at Arkansas. Um, that game at OU, Arkansas beat OU with uh, with uh, Donnie Bobo, Michael Forrest, and, and uh, Ben Cowan suspended. That's still maybe my favorite Razorback game ever. I mean, they kicked OU's butt in the Orange Bowl like it, they weren't even there, and I believe it was 31-6 to six, uh, was the score, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I mean, they beat they weren't even supposed to be on the field with the Sooners, you know, and they just beat the crap out of them. So, yeah, that was a great game by Lou Holtz. Um, now, um, the uh, other question that probably needs to be asked at this point, and we'll shift back now to our original topic, which was the NIL, right? Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you talk about your check and the Southeastern Conference athletic directors going to Washington, D.C., and I'm trying to picture in my mind who they are going up there to talk to exactly and what they're going to ask for exactly. And, yeah. and I, I, I can't get my hands around it. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, we know the senator from, for example, Alabama, uh, Tommy Tuberville, <laughs> an all-time favorite, yeah, he, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, one of my all-time uh, favorites. Yeah, uh, you know, he's, awesome he's, he's a U.S. But, senator uh, now. You know, how does that happen? <laughs> but uh, He went to... Uh, um, yeah, but he at you least know. he has college football experience. I mean, that was what now, who someone maybe after Yurchek left the room that day suggested. There was a reporter that suggested possibly that's who they're going because somebody made a comment if he's going to talk to Biden, he was wasting time. And I said, how seriously he's going to talk to Joe Biden, I, the president? I mean, I, I well now John Bozeman, I, I don't know John Bozeman, who's one of the senators yeah. in Arkansas. Now he yeah. did play for the Razorbacks back right. then. Right. And that's the thing. And you know, um, of course I don't know, even with Tupperville more recently than John Bozeman. Um John would be a good one to talk to. Um, but I just don't know. Has I mean the game has changed so much since those guys were in it, Rick. How much do they bring in that discussion? <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just well, I you're right. think about it. Bozeman played a, I mean, God knows, and then see, but Tuberville more recently than Bozeman was in the college game. But man, it wasn't crazy like it. It was crazy, but it wasn't crazy like it is now. Oh yeah, I definitely. Will not. Not. definitely I'm not a Tommy not. Tuberville fan, but I never will forget. I one of the maddest I've ever was was when he coached Auburn to an undefeated season, and they didn't get to play for the national championship. They let California. Uh, you, I'm sorry, they let USC and Texas play for the national championship, and didn't let Arkansas. I mean, Auburn. I'm sorry, Auburn play. And, and that's an injustice. You go undefeated in the SEC, you should play for the national championship. And that was just a total injustice for Auburn team that year. That, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, never, I never understood that or how that 
happen right. exactly. But, yeah. Well, but, that's but a good that thing said, about a playoff. It wouldn't happen now. Yeah. They, they might not win it, but at least they get their chance, and that team deserved a chance. Oh, sure, like sure. I'm not a Tuberville fan. I'm not an Auburn fan, but I'll say that. And I was really mad. I was on statewide radio at the time, and I made that very clear that that was a total injustice. I mean, that was one of the biggest injustices I've seen. Um, so, we all talked so, about Arkansas so, this and Arkansas that, but I thought Auburn really got put screws to them on that one. So, so let's assume for a second that you're checking these athletic directors. Mm-hmm. They do see somebody, whether it's Bozeman, whether it's Tom Cotton, whether it's Nancy Pelosi, you know, whether it's Joe Smith. <laughs> God help uh, them, man. <laughs> you know, uh, what are they going to ask Congress to do? I mean, is, yeah. are they going to ask Congress to to regulate it, to salary cap it, to to say, you know, you can't, you can only have five cars a year. You know, what what are they gonna, what do they think they're gonna accomplish? Maybe they'll ask them to raise the lower grocery prices and food and gasoline prices while they're at it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing anything about that. So yeah, I mean, I true. don't know what they think they're going to do about. I don't know. I I think that's much ado about nothing. I I I just don't understand why they think. And Juracek's a smart man. He's a very good athletic director, very good one. I mean, not good, not good, but he's a great one. But uh program speaks for itself. He's got all the programs in pretty good shape. But, uh, and but, but, he, but again, it raises the question, then, if he's a, such an intelligent man, why is he going to D.C. to fool with these people? I think they're desperate, Rick. I think they're <laughs> desperate. I mean, I, I think they're desperate for strife because they don't know where else. Where are you going to turn to? I mean, you you know, I mean, where are you going to turn to on this? This is so far out of hand, and because the NCAA let it get to this point, maybe they're just, maybe maybe it's the last resort. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't know who else. I don't have a smarter suggestion for them. I mean, I'm cynical of politicians, so I'd actually said that. But I don't know who else. I don't know where it would be a better avenue or venue to go to or avenue to take to to do well, it than well, that. I mean, and I don't know what that will do. I, I've got my doubts that that does any good, but, but something's got to be done. But I don't know why the NCAA, why well, the NCAA and the You know, the NCAA, the you know, you're, you're talking about being cynical of the politicians, and I totally get that. You know, I, yeah. I, I think I'm equally cynical of the NCAA. Well, I am. Well, no, I am. But and, what I'm um, saying, and this wouldn't be an NCAA decision, though, Rick. Here's what I'm saying: get the presidents of the university, the athletic directors, and uh, and 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 coach. Maybe I don't know if coach, but get several representatives from all the major Power Five schools and these other schools. Get them together and discuss it. I mean, you've got to. It's got to be a nation. It's got to be something. It can't be different state to state. It can't be different region to region. It can't be different school to school. This has got to be something that's put in place, just like the NCAA allows 25 high school kids to sign. Well, now it's changed with the, the portal, but I'm just saying, okay, you can have 13 kids on scholarship in men's basketball. You can have 85 on scholarship in men's ba- bas- uh, men's football, or football. There's not women's football. Football can have 85 kids on scholarship. Bas- men's basketball is 13. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. You've got to have some kind of rule like that, Rick, put in place where it's the same for everybody that's what you've got to do and to me get the presidents of the universities the athletic directors the the coaches whatever representatives from each school and work this thing out it, it makes as much sense to me as going to congress or wherever because i in the ncaa could be the 
the connecting force there with everybody. It wouldn't be the NCAA making the decisions. It would be the people out in the street, the actual athletic directors, the actual presidents, the actual directors of, you know, uh, making these decisions and, and get suggestions from everybody and then figure out what will work and what won't work. And not everything's going to work. But it's got to be universal. It can't be different. And I'm not. I'm not disputing the article. I don't. I, I don't doubt that it is different state to state. But what I'm saying, it can't be. You've got to get this universal. Oh, sure, sure. Like uh, Arkansas can't sign 13, and California or Southern Cal sign 20 in basketball. That wouldn't work, Rick. So it's not going to work state to state. You've got to change that. You've got to get. You've got to get this thing where it's a universal rule, and and makes sense. And to me. It makes as much sense to get the president of the university, the athletic directors, the the board, whoever can represent each university, whoever the best representatives are, three or four from each school, and get them together and have some meeting a week long. If it takes a week, fine. Get together and get some ideals and see what bounce them off the wall and see what sticks. That that makes as much sense as going to the Congress or. And I just don't think you can survive having it state to state because it, it's just like I said, you can't allow Southern Cal to sign 20 kids or you can't allow Duke to sign 25 in Arkansas. You can't allow Arkansas to sign 25 and Southern Cal to sign 13. It wouldn't work. It's not, it's not universal. And it, it, you, you just can't do that. And uh, uh, most of these rules that make sense, what rules they've got and, college sports athletics that makes sense are universal rules that apply to everybody rick i remember when john white was here as the chancellor he put in a d rule a d rule for the university of arkansas trying to compete in the sec and this moron puts in a d rule to keep arkansas from signing junior college kids with a d on their transcript and you're trying to compete against Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, and all these schools. You've got this moron putting in a D rule to prevent Arkansas from signing kids that could go play against them. And I mean, it's like, well, isn't that, that isn't that what you said earlier? Though you said you know it's some person behind a desk. Yeah. <laughs> John White had no clue what he was doing. <laughs> Rick, you could talk to anybody up here that was there at that time. He went around. All his goal was. He ran off Gary Blair to hire Susie Gardner. That's all you need to know. He And Gary Blair went to A&M and won a national championship. This guy ran him off, and Gary Blair was ecstatic with him because he had a replacement for uh, Christy Smith, who graduated. He had a transfer guard, point guard, just as good as Christy, but she had one D. And White would not let them take that girl. And, I mean, you know, Arkansas missed some football recruits because of that. They had one D. You know, I mean, you know, you you know have, what? technically you could have a 3.5 grade point, but if you had one D, say you were bad. I was bad in science. Okay. I was good in math. I was good in English and I was good in history, but I, 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 I could have had, if I'd applied myself, I might could have had a 3.2, 3.5 grade point, but I could have had a D in science and, and it would have made me a dummy. It's just, I needed help. And that, that's where you get tutoring in that subject, Rick. You don't disallow someone to attend your school because of a d no i no i i agree i i just i just find it amusing uh with your guy behind the desk analogy <laughs> right. you know that's what and, it is and, that's and, what and people are making me. these rules that don't have a clue what they're doing i mean <laughs> they don't have a clue you it's obvious they don't but you I go mean, out here and you I talk mean, you're to right the, you talk to and that's one reason probably saving so frustrated because he sees what these rules are doing 
and and these people are clueless. And, he, and Saban's the type that will probably eventually speak his mind on it. You know, yeah. and maybe people will listen because he's got he's got clout. Well, he I does. Know he spoke that, that's out against true. Jimbo Fisher down there at A and M. I mean, you know, and 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 nobody likes Jimbo, but but uh, you know, but but Saban's got some clout, and it may take him, and it may take a Kirby Smart or a uh, you know, uh, it, somebody it, like that. You it, know, it reminds me. Years ago, I had a talk with one of these LSU chancellors. It wasn't, it wasn't at the main school in Baton Rouge, but it was another right. one of these LSU schools that, that they had. And, and you know, we, we were talking about the NCAA in particular. And, and at some point he says, well, Rick, you know, we are the NCAA. You know, it's the university professors the uh, or the university chancellors and the presidents. And the athletic directors, we we are the NCAA. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was an interesting comment at the time. But now I look back on it and I, I think about your guy behind the desk that you've been talking about. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's the problem. Rick, it is a problem. It is a big problem because you've got guys that don't, they don't have a clue. You can tell by some of the rules changes. I mean. Like I said, there's stuff that sounds good on paper. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, it sounds real good on paper, but the common sense person who gets out and does it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Knows it's a, it's an idiotic ideal. The unlimited official visits is ignorant. I mean, it is crazy. All it's going to do is add to the cost. These kids are coming in. They fed a hundred or was it two hundred four, one hundred seventy four kids? Have been not just kids, but people. I believe it was two hundred four people they fed at Ruth's Chris 
Saturday at the University of Arkansas at the restaurant in Rogers. Two hundred and four. Do you know what the cost at Ruth's Chris is? I've heard. I've never. I can't afford to eat there, so I haven't ever eaten there. But it's not cheap. And I'm just telling you that for the first time ever, Ruth's Chris closed down the restaurant and just served the University of Arkansas Saturday. Two hundred and four, I believe it was. I'm talking about recruits. Well, they probably parents. made their night. I mean, my goodness, uh, last, well, time, yeah, last time I ate it. They probably Chris, made their week because I'm telling you, that place is not cheap. And, and, no, it's uh, not. Uh, they, they closed it down. That's the first time they've ever – they've tucked recruits there, but they had they had 15 recruits in. But you're also, you're not just talking about 15 recruits. You're talking about parents, friends, uh, parents, associates. But you got your player guests from the University of Arkansas. you got your coaching staff. you got your recruiting girls, the, the guys that work recruiting. They get to go on those. I mean – the recruiting office people. So, I mean, it's a, when you start adding all the coaches, their coaches' wives, when you start adding all those families together and their wives and the staff and, the, you know, it, it adds up, Rick. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm sure uh, Ruth Chris la- laughed all the way to the bank today when they deposited that credit card or check um, or whatever they got paid, however they get paid. But I know they uh, – I'd hate to have been the one paying that well. It wouldn't bother me because the check would have bounced like like LeBron James bouncing a basketball. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that check would still be bouncing. It'd be bouncing from Rogers to Fayetteville, bouncing down I-49, I can tell you. <laughs> well, you would certainly need some NIL to cover that. That's for sure. <laughs> or, I don't know, you cut a deal with NIL. I'd have to be Bronny James to eat that place very much with it. Sir, pay for that many people, I can tell you. But anyway. Man, I, you know, the last time I ate at a Roos Chris, it, w- it was they actually had one in Metairie, which is outside of New Orleans. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, of course, everybody brags about it. You know, best steak, and it, it was it was a great steak. But I, I remember I paid a hundred dollars back then just for myself, and this was twenty years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I wonder what in the world it is today. But my goodness, there's uh, no telling. No, I, no I don't. Telling, I've yeah. never been in one. I, I know where the one Rogers is. I know where it is. I've actually passed there. Probably going to a, to a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to the Burger Steak and Shake or something. That's my steak and steak and shake. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I've never been in it. But I do know they're expensive, and I've got friends that eat there, and and, and like I said, it's. I'm not going to pay that for a meal. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I can imagine it's just, a, I know it's a ton. And, uh, but the kids love it, which I mean, yeah, if, if, if I was going there and getting it paid for by somebody else, I would love it too. I mean, they, those recruits don't pay for it. So yeah, I'm sure they do love it, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's where they've been taking them this year. Well, uh, you know, more more power to them, I guess. And and again, that just yeah. goes back to the wild, wild world of college sports that we're in. Yeah. And of course, we'll uh, we'll continue to follow these developments and and see if anything actually does come of Congress or comes of uh, your chick's visit. Or say, it wasn't only his visit, obviously, some other people right. were involved. But right. uh, um, I. Have not heard anything to date that anything came out of this visit, but nevertheless, they went, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. Well, um, at this point, we roughly have five minutes left. Uh, so, have well, you got any five-minute summations? Yeah, or, I do. How about your news? LSU Tigers? Are they going to win the national championship tonight? They play Florida tonight. LSU won game. I'm talking about the College Baseball World Series. Um, LSU won game one, then Florida just spanked them all over the place last night. And uh, 
So tonight will be an interesting game, Rick. Uh, yes, indeed. And, and let me say this. When we last left off, <laughs> I mean, uh, on May 31st, Arkansas Arkansas was trying to get there. And they were yeah, in the, and they didn't. And they were in the Super Regional, and they lost to TCU. Is that? Well, it was a regular regional. They didn't get to the Super Regional. TCU beat them in the Fayetteville Regional and uh, spanked them pretty good. Uh, they played. Uh, they beat Arkansas. And and look, I had some Arkansas fans tell me Arkansas was a better team. You'll never convince me otherwise. I said it was. He beat them eighteen to five and twenty one to six. And I said, come on, people, get real. TCU was a better team than Arkansas. And uh, Arkansas, in fairness, Arkansas had a lot of injuries, Rick. They ended up losing. They lost Peyton Stovall before the regionals. They replaced him with Peyton Hope. He played great, probably their best player. He got hurt in the first game. And so they're down to their third string second baseman. They moved the third baseman to second, and he had never played second. And they moved to DH over to third base. So, And then Arkansas was missing four – Three, three pitchers, I believe. So I mean, they they were beat up. Well, and then, was Arkansas you know, though overrated to a point though because they were number three in the country at one point? Well, yeah, they were the number three seed in the tournament. So obviously, yeah, they were overrated. But I mean, I I don't know. They were overrated, but TCU was underrated. There was no way that that Oklahoma State and and, and Auburn should have hosted a regional over TCU. TCU won the Big Twelve tournament, and they made it to Omaha. They won the regional. Uh, they were better in Indiana State. They were better in Auburn. They were better in Oklahoma State. And this is not hindsight. I said this when they, all this came out. I said TCU got screwed. They should have hosted a regional. They should have never been sent. To, I don't know how they got sent to the number three uh, seed. I don't know that Arkansas would have gotten there anyway. But the number three seed should TCU was good enough that they should have gotten sent to like the number sixteen seed, fifteen seed, somewhere like that. Because them and or Roberts and some of these teams were pretty good. But, uh, yeah, Arkansas was – well, with the injuries, yes, they were over. Would they have been had all those guys played? I don't know, Rick. I think that I, – I don't know that they would have beaten TCU if everybody had been healthy. I really don't. I, I got doubts. I, but, yeah, to a degree, they were overrated. They weren't the, they weren't the number three team in the country. But, um, anyway – but but that's where their season ended, and then of course uh, yeah. in the interim time uh, since you and I were last uh, on this uh, broadcast together, of course the College World Series has kind of come and to a point almost gone now. Yeah. But um, the the games have continued, and uh, as you say, we have a, a possible championship contest. Well, it's going to be another SEC championship, regardless of who wins it tonight, Florida or LSU. I I predicted before the College World Series. I predict we we weren't on here, but I did predict LSU would win it. But uh, but Florida was the number one seed from the SEC. They were actually the number two national seed. Wake Forest was the number one national seed. I know you discussed that when we did our right. last I, show. I was yeah. surprised. Wake Forest the was the number one national seed. Florida was two. Arkansas was three. LSU was four or five. I want to say they were five, Rick. Maybe I'm yeah. mistaken. No, no, they I were think fourth you're right. or fifth. They were fourth or fifth LSU. But anyway, anyway, regardless of that, my pick goes to the – when the eight teams were announced, the teams that won the Supers, I picked LSU to win the national championship. So we will see tonight if I was wrong or if everybody picked Florida was right because most of my friends picked Florida. I picked LSU. I, I think they've got the best player in college baseball, uh, the Cruz kid who plays center field. I think he's the best player in college baseball. If I'm a pro 
if I were on a pro baseball team, it'd probably stink. But if I did, and I had the first pick, I would draft him in the draft uh, this this uh, upcoming week, when, whenever it is. I don't know exact date on that. but And then we will say real quick, Arkansas had three players drafted. I had predicted four. Ricky Council did not get drafted, be signed a two-way right after the draft, almost immediately after with the Philadelphia 76ers. Nick Smith dropped like we thought he would. Further than I thought he would, he went all the way to 27th. Uh, Anthony Black moved up to 6th. Jordan Walsh, I believe, was 38th. Ended up with the Boston Celtics. Jordan Walsh is the one that should have come back. He would have gotten – it's a weak draft. This was a great draft. Arkansas Lakers got a kid at 40 who's going to play a lot of basketball. Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine, uh, 6'7 forward. This is a great draft, a great one. And there's going to be a next year is going to be a very weak draft, and Jordan Walsh could might, possibly have been a lottery pick next year. But he he made his decision. You got to support that. But uh, he should have come back. The rest of them, I think they did what. I'm not going to dispute anybody getting drafted in the first round. I'm not going to call it a mistake. A lot of people said Nick, but he could have gotten hurt next year. He might not have even gotten drafted as high as he did. But and then council, I don't think with his game not being the type that 27% three point shooter, I don't think he would have helped his stock to even come back. Uh, Walsh is the one that should have come back. Uh, Black, he sure can't blame getting six pick in the draft. That kid's going to be wealthy for a long time. Uh, but uh, or getting six select, getting selected sixth in the draft. But uh, that's my five minutes. I don't know if I've run over. If I have, I apologize. But <laughs> uh, but those uh, were all uh, tidbits that we're, probably need to be brought out. Really. Sure, sure. And, and we're cutting it close. But it's always good to have an update on on uh, various things going on, particularly <laughs> since we've been off the air for a month. Right. So uh, anyway. Yeah, I think you timed it just about right. Well, again, okay. uh, another great discussion, and maybe we'll uh, end up uh, tackling the NIL again in the future. Uh, but for now, this is Rick Kennedy signing off along with my friend, Otis Kirk. And we will talk to you again next week on Speaking of Sports. This original podcast is copyright 2022 by the Helena World LLC and Rick Kennedy. Opinions expressed on this program are those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily reflect those of the Helena world or its management. No part of this podcast shall be reproduced without the express written consent of the publishers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.